It's the Score North Twin Show. The day after aftermath. The day aftermath. The aftermath episode here of the Score North Twin Show. Twins, I will say this though, the Twins played twice as many playoff games this time around as they have in any season going back to 2002, right? And we got six playoff games out of this thing. Yeah. Two wild card wins three and then a four game total? series. Yeah. 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 Unfortunately, only three fun. runs in the last two games at uh, Target Field, which proved to be a damn good place to watch a playoff game because of the fans. Dude, the atmosphere was incredible. I wound up, my wife and I just did standing room tickets again last night, and we found a great little perch right over the batter's eye. Declan saw you. Yeah, Randy. Talked to the Mackies for a little bit. Thanks to my field glasses, Mm -hmm. he he identified you out there. It was actually great. We ran into a Score North fan. They stopped Phil right away, and I was just talking to Phil's wife for like 10 minutes as the whole thing was happening. I was like, maybe they don't even know who I am. But then eventually they realized who, who I was. Oh my God, it's Declan. Declan. <laughs> luckily his son said, I really agree with your Twins takes. I don't like your Vikings takes so much. And I was like, that's totally okay. I will take one or the other. I'm, I'm not going to be completely upset about that. Yeah, He said it to your face at least. He did. You he know? did say it to my face. Yes. Griffin Jack. He didn't here. just like create an account on Twitter, Bob65923 yeah, yeah, and yeah. tell you that yeah. you're an idiot. He came up to you and told you. <laughs> So uh, we do have so we're making we're making a change to our random athlete of the week segment that we do every week on uh, on the back of the write that down episodes on Mackie and Judd. We're going to take random twin of the week and make it a weekly feature here on the score our twin show. So we will do that for the first time on this show later on here on this episode. But as we continue to put this season to bed and we'll have a feedback Friday tomorrow. We're already lining up a bunch of fun, speculative off-season shows starting next week. I want from you guys, while it's still fresh, while it's still piping hot, it still hurts a little bit for Twins fans. They didn't want this, this playoff run to end. I want your hottest Twins takes to start the show here. We do this on Mondays following Vikings games, our hottest Vikings takes. I want your hottest Twins takes Right out of the gate here. Dex, go ahead. Sure. I feel like you're going to throw a heater here. You know, my hottest Twins take uh, is the following. The Minnesota Twins are legitimate World Series contenders. Oh, They have entered the World Series contender wow. conversation. They wow. are not just a cute little pop-up story that finally got a monkey off their back and won a few playoff games. They are coming. They are here in the American League. They are going to be World Series contenders immediately starting next year. They are not messing around. They have starting pitching, even if they lose starting uh, Sonny Gray. They have a very good bullpen on paper. They have a catalyst in the middle of their lineup in Royce Lewis, who I think changes the complete complexion of this. Is there some hitting philosophies that have to change? Not striking out and setting major league records? Absolutely. But I think the Minnesota Twins, when you look at the state of the American League, I think they're legitimately World Series contenders and it starts, and they may have been eliminated yesterday, but it starts in 2024. That is my hottest twin stick. That's a, that's a hot one. I'm glad you started with that. That's a hot one. It's very positive. That's very good. Yeah, I think I should probably go second then. It kind of, I actually have a... Oh, I'm warming had, up in the bullpen. <laughs> but yes, you I should go I, second. Yeah, I feel like, I don't know. Maybe, I'd like to close. Does it make sense? Okay. <laughs> I'd like to close. I got an arm. I do have a... I was split between a positive one I also have kind of a negative hot take. Maybe I'll just kind of throw that in at the end here. But I will give you 
a similar hot take that I think the Twins are set up to win 100 games or more in 2024. If you look at the players on this roster that make up the bulk of it, the nucleus of it, the core of it, here's a list of current Twins players who are 29 years old or younger. Most of these guys, by the way, are like 27 and younger. Carlos Correa just turned 29, I think, September 20th or 22nd. Pablo Lopez, Juan Duran, Royce Lewis, Edward Julian, Ryan Jeffers, Brooks Lee, who hasn't quite emerged yet, but likely will maybe even to start the season next year. Joe Ryan, Bailey Ober, Brock Stewart, Griffin Jacks, Louis Varland, Chris Paddock, Matt Walner, Trevor Larnick, Alex Kirloff. I'm not saying all those guys are going to be in the mix. You might make a couple trades, but this is like, this is the biggest group of good players under the age of 28 that I can remember since probably 20 years ago when they had all those dudes coming up in the late 90s, early 2000s. So to Declan's point, it does feel like the start of something. It doesn't feel like a pop-up fluke, and now they're going to go back to like, you know, winning 75 games. I think now health is obviously the the given here. If a bunch of guys get hurt or Royce Lewis misses half the season, then. But if given a fair amount of health, <laughs> I think this is a badass team, like a 100 win team in 2024. Right now, that's my hottest take. Right now, it's very emotional. <laughs> It's it's very uh, it's very scarred, and I have the right to change it at some point. But that's how I feel right now today. And it feels like a, a weird year too, right? Because I mean, for half the season, they, they were in first place for the most part in a division that was terrible, and like they had so many flaws, and I didn't really like them. And then the kids came up, and it changed things. Uh, so it, it was a weird year because I spent half year despising this team and half the year especially when Royce Lewis came back from the abdominal strain absolutely liking this team like like I, I was gonna say tolerating is maybe the word I would I don't think I've ever no you know Royce you. Lewis Royce Lewis and hey Royce what's up man I'm sorry your season's over you had a great year but Got I know you love the show um he changed things for me I like like he just he played the game, and, you know, I saw now, you know, don't compare him to Puckett. Are you guys done comparing him to Puckett? I mean, he didn't have the success. He homered again last night. Look, the kid is damn good. Uh, but this has nothing to do with my hottest twin stake. And I like to – I love the optimism. I hope you guys are right. It'll be a lot of fun. There's nothing There's nothing quite like when a team is good, um, and I think they do have components. Uh, but my, my hottest twin stake is going to be two-pronged here, and part of it's going to be very harsh – not because I want to be, but because I feel it's time for tough love. And part of it's going to be a solution, okay? okay. My hottest twins take is, and I know financially this is a probably a long shot or it's not going to happen, but my hottest take is it's time for Byron Buxton to retire. It's just not going to work. Yeah, He needs, I, I, mm. I, I mean, I don't know how much more clear it can be. He probably needs knee replacement. He doesn't have... A, like this is 2023 and they can't fix his knee. Imagine that. Yeah, there's a lot of yeah. For like they athletes, can't fix especially, it. Especially, yeah. Everyone gets fixed now. You know. But if some if but if someone said, "Hey, uh, we legally have to keep paying you 15 million dollars a year as long as you try to keep coming back." I know. I know. Right. Yes, but my hottest take is it's basically because here's my problem. If I'm the twins. 
until this is done, and look, he ain't lasting this entire contract. Like, I don't think you're going to have to go through this, the entire contract. But my biggest problem is this, the temptation of Byron Buxton because of who he might have been. Because you like him. You want to play him. Like, in, in reality, he probably had no business pinch hitting last night. Like, he hadn't faced big league pitching in, what, two months? Two and yeah. a half months? But, yeah. again, you like him. His teammates like him. This is a very harsh thing to say that I don't enjoy saying. But for the sake of the franchise going forward, for the sake of what you guys are discussing, which is a lot of good young talent here, and and, and a new, in some ways, a new era that is the era after what the promise of Sano and Buxton was, it's not going to work out. So here's my, but here's the second part that I think is positive, because I think I have a solution. Okay. And... Just to be clear, Michael A. Taylor was fantastic. What he brought was great. Yeah, he can't hit great, but he ran into, what, 21 home runs? In center field, he's a stud. Like, this is finally what you wanted if Buxton was out. But my hot take part two is this. I would move Brooks Lee to center field. Wow. I I thought about this last night. Wow. So I was going to move him to second base, but Julian, they're going to work with him there. I agree with Patrick. I mean, unless Julian's going to be an outfielder, I don't want to, with a guy his age, DH him full-time. So if you think there's a chance, and there is a chance because he's young, to make Julian into a serviceable to who knows, because Koski and Morneau were terrible at third and first respectively and became damn good. So if you think there's a chance to make Julian into a good player, what do we always talk about, you guys? Up the middle, right? Up the middle. Correa, great. Royce Lewis, I, I'm with you guys, and we discussed this last night. I prefer to leave him now at third base. Long term, he probably goes to shortstop. But Brooks Lee is clearly an athlete. And if I can develop him in center field, and now I've got Correa and Brooks Lee, I'm feeling pretty damn good. And and we know that in this day and age, shortstops are shortstops are made to move positions, but you want to put them in positions that are still positions for athletes. And center field definitely qualifies. Yeah, I, so this is where we need like a scout's opinion here. <clears throat> Excuse me. Is he can he make that transition? Can does he does he have that sort of uh outfield Speed necessary track. I mean, if you spent the whole offseason saying, "Hey, man, you're not an infielder anymore," I mean, they tried that with Royce Lewis at one point. And yeah, they, it didn't go so well. Sort of Royce is also that. like he's a bigger guy than he was a couple of years ago. He yeah. feels like he's put on some bulk. I'm he looks like a third baseman. Totally, he's a third baseman at this point. Totally. But yeah, like okay, on the Buxton front, I don't know much. Like, there's not much more to say other than you can't plan for him to be in your blueprint next year. And you can't keep waiting on him. He just has to be, hey, go do your thing. We'll help you as much as we can. You're obviously on the 40-man roster. However, we can facilitate, you know, you know, medical help or whatever. Like, we're all for you. We support you. But we need to go get a center fielder that can be relied upon to play 140 games. And and the problem with Brooks Lee right now, not not with him, but like with the logjam, even if you trade Polanco, let's say you exercise the $10 million and uh, and you wind up, trading him to a team that needs some middle infield help. You still have, you got Royce Lewis at third. You got Carlos Correa at shortstop. Edward Julian probably has to be your second baseman because he's not just going to be a DH at right. age, whatever, like 24, right? right? 
So, and he got better as the mm-hmm. season went along, but I think you, you, you do what Corey Kosky did. You do what Justin Morneau did. You just devote your entire offseason to getting as good as you can at that position. Yep. And then Brooks Lee comes in, and Brooks Lee is an infielder. So you got a 24-year-old in Julian, you got a 24-year-old in Royce Lewis, and you got a 29-year-old franchise shortstop who ain't moving off that position for the next two or three years for sure, under contract for a half decade. If you want Brooks Lee to be part of the equation, it can't be at one of those positions, right? So I kind of like where you're going here. You got to get creative in some way to make room for him. And he can play like the the thing is, he's an infielder, but he's a shortstop, which speaks to probably an athletic skill set that that yeah. that lots of guys don't have. And and the other thing too is with the way that the game is progressing now and with what Brooks Lee has done at every single stop, I'm not discounting him if they were to do this, probably a long shot, being your opening day center fielder next season. Okay. Wow. Because guys are coming up now. Like, like look at the progress. And Dex, right? You you were told by your, your spies in St. Paul that this kid is not far. Yeah, he's he's ready. He's basically, he'll be, he's knocking on the door. I didn't ask anything about the outfield thing. No, but I'm saying he's not a oh, guy is, that... This is innovation. This is a revolutionary yeah. take right now. Yeah, this, I mean, is, this is... I thought of it last night yeah. when I was trying to think of ways to fix this. Um, and if Julian can improve at second, I almost like Brooks Lee in center field more because I think it maximizes the athletic ability that he must have. I did ask about second base, and he and I was told no. There, there's, there, was, there was no plans for him even to get time at second base when he first got called up to the Twins because he was at third and short and DH. And I asked, what, what about second in the event that, I don't know, there's some situation where he can play second? He said, no, I don't think that would be part of the plans. But that was well before this hot take was initiated from Jeff. Sure, yeah. I mean, we would need we need someone that knows what they're looking at to tell us. I mean, it's one thing to like be an athletic shortstop. It's nothing to to you're out there covering freaking alley to alley space in the outfield. That'd be worked on, no question. Can you cover the space needed to be an above average defensive center fielder? But can I give you my negative one here too? Bring Max Kepler. All right, here's here's my Here's my hottest negative take today. Mm-hmm. Max Kepler is one of the most disappointing Twins players in my lifetime watching this franchise. I'm not saying he's one of the worst, okay, because right. obviously he's he had a good season. Second half, he he emerged, right? But as as I was kind of going through, you know, God, why can't why didn't they score more runs, man? Like Royce Lewis showed up in the playoffs and Correa had some big hits and hit like four hundred in the playoffs, but like God, how, how does the rest of the lineup give you nothing? Julian was getting on base a little bit. Max Kepler is 30 years old. He was excellent in the 2019 you know, Bomba season. And then his in the middle of his prime, his career takes a dip, which made no sense. Mm-hmm. Okay, then he's on the verge of getting DFA'd in like May. And then he finally wakes up when Matt Walner gets called up, right? So, okay, he's he's resurgent. And then he goes back to hibernating for the most part in the postseason. In his postseason career which started in 2017. He's come to the plate 50 times. 50 times. He has six hits, zero home runs, and zero runs driven in. That dude's come to the plate 50 times as one of the like centerpieces of this franchise the last handful of years yes. in the playoffs. Yes. And he has not 
driven in a single soul. Not one. I propose this. I propose that that the era of Twins baseball, which you are discussing, which is what, circa 2015 and on, sort of, 2016-17? Yeah. And, and this is what I want to purge now. And for different reasons, guys who are involved have one thing in common. They are the ultimate sports teases. Byron Buxton. Again, not his fault, but what? But the tease. And that's why, like, if Byron's there, you're going to be thinking, but what if? What if yeah. Byron Buxton can, what if he could come in and hit a home run for us today? What if he can do that? And ultimately, you might be right once, but when it matters, you're probably not right. Miguel Sano. Oh, my God. You might not like Miguel, but when he connects, it goes 500 feet. What a great tease. And Max Kepler. Now, Max Kepler is the guiltiest of, well, no. Sano probably is. Max Kepler is guilty of the self-inflicted tease as well. But, you know, that second half, you were thinking to yourself, and I guarantee the Twins were too, okay, Max has found it. Playoffs are going to start. This is the Max Kepler now. The tease. The teases from that era for different reasons are exactly what I want to purge now. Yeah, dude, we got we got some real deal players here now. Yeah. Like some guys who aren't teases, they're actual dogs in the playoffs, right? Carlos Correa, Royce Lewis. Royce Lewis has sort of emerged just the way that Anthony Edwards did, where, okay, it's the playoffs. All right, this is great. I'm a young player. I'm going to dominate. Yep. And Royce Lewis was that for, for the Twins here. Yep. Pablo Lopez, welcome to the big stage, man. Was not too big for him. He embraced it. He loved it. More guys like that. You know, it's funny. I got into a, a back and forth with somebody on Twitter last night. Very respectful, by the way. And because I had tweeted out after the game was over, the Twins need more clutch hitting. They just need they need more guys who can get up there. God, they've they barely scored any runs. And they had the six-run game. That's great. But, like, you got to score some runs. You need some guys that can get up there and kind of rise above the nervousness the crowd, you know, whatever it is that you're feeling. And uh, a couple analytics nerds, which I consider myself one. Would you agree? Like, I'm kind of an analytics dweeb. Got yeah, my kinda, career yeah. started in uh, baseball analytics writing and stuff. Yep. And said there is, if you look at, you know, if you read some of the books and you look at some of the statistical analysis over the years, there is no such thing as clutch. Clutch doesn't really exist. You know, it, it's been proven time and time again that, you know, if you give it, get enough sample size in the postseason that everyone kind of gravitates to what they are as a regular season player and say, well, my first comeback was, well, what about Clayton Kershaw? Clayton Kershaw has an ERA that's two points better in the regular season than it is in the postseason. And he just gave up like seven runs or whatever. Like he's a train wreck in the postseason. Well, that's only a. 300 inning sample size. So if you let if you if you let it play out over the course of like so basically what we're saying is if a player is clutch or not clutch in the postseason, we dismiss it because there's not enough sample size, right? I'll tell you, okay, stat nerds, this is this is where you fall into a trap. If you don't believe that certain players like Royce Lewis have the ability to calm their nerves and perform at a big-time level in a playoff game, right? If you don't believe that a basketball player can quiet that pulse from racing out of his neck at the free-throw line down by one with five seconds left, right? These are human beings we're talking about. Carlos Correa rises up. 
Royce Lewis rises up. Max Kepler, I don't care if 50 plate appearances is a small sample size. I've seen enough. That dude does not rise up in big moments in the playoffs. I don't need to pay him $10 million next year. I can find corner outfielders who can hit, you know, a league average OPS. Like it's the easiest commodity to find in the entire league. And the twins have a bajillion of these dudes in their system. So that's my end of my rant, I guess. Yeah. I'm tired of the up and down. I'm I'm just tired of it. And I want to remove it because, because that tease ultimately frustrates fans, but it gets people fired. Yep. Like that's the thing about, Oh, Max will be fine. Well, actually Max is not fine. You know, when, when the pressure is on, if if the case, if that's the case, if everybody just goes back to who they they truly are, then you know, explain Jack Morris to me. Uh it's just uh, you know, just a little bit of a little bit of luck in any, game any, seven. Anyone anyone could have gone ten innings and grinded out in that pressure situation, right? And then look at Jack's regular absurd. season stats in which he was very solid. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, if you believe that all humans perform the same way in all situations and they're all robots, then I don't know how to help you. That's how the twins have fallen into some traps in the in the past. So, amen. All right, I think we're boring Declan here. Declan's uh, Declan's. I think Declan just yawned three times during that conversation. So we can we can move on from the baseball analytics, which I know is not the most exciting, to a random twin of the week. If you guys are down for it, let's do let's this. Go. Yes, I have okay. a random twin for you. No, okay. no grid we'll, today. Just because that. Uh, what is the grid? I didn't even look at it. It's now got stolen bases and twenty plus winners and. So just, it's like a weekend grid. It's not well. It's just a lame grid, and we're uh, well, we're against the clock a little bit. Yeah, we got other things to yep, record. Yep, yep. Yeah. All right, let's go. We, we we do have to shout out uh, with pleasure our friends starting at Hire a Pro. So listen, you might not know this because roofers uh, roofers don't want you to know this. But you can earn a profit on a hail claim. So if you suffered hail damage, and there is at least a handful of hailstorms out there that did some damage here. At one point, there was like golf ball-sized hail falling like a month ago that I saw. So Hire a Pro takes care of this process for you very transparently. So you get the same quality materials and same manufacturer-backed warranty as a licensed and insurance crew. And you can make a profit off your hail claim. So let Hire a Pro sit down with you on your approved claim and they'll knock it out of the park for you. If insurance has approved your roof replacement, give Hire a Pro a call at 651-402-3400. That's 651-402-3400. Or visit them online at HireA.Pro. That's HireA.Pro. Also, our friends at Ugly Deck have jumped on board uh, for the rest of the month here, Judd, to, uh, to help power the Score North Twin Show and this playoff run that ended a little earlier than we wanted to, but thanks to an ugly deck. So the Twins are done, so that that means that we won't see them again until the spring. And UglyDeck.com, guess what? They are looking forward to spring, too, with what they're calling a Reserve My Deck Package now special for the DIYer who wants to build a deck in the spring and save huge. This is only for a limited number of customers who reserve their deck package. Now, UglyDeck.com is offering up to $1,000 off a full deck package, plus locked-in 2023 pricing. UglyDeck.com will deliver your deck package to your driveway by May 1st, 
And you will be the smartest DIYer on your block, saving as much as, get this, $10,000 on your deck build. Remember, with Ugly Deck, you um, you get free plans. A free coach is going to help you access to their online deck build academy, and they will install your footings and ledger. You do the rest and save. What you do is, again, go to UglyDeck.com, click on the Reserve My Deck Package Now button, and when spring comes, baseball will be back. Probably more importantly, you're going to have a gorgeous deck. How about that? Oh, yeah. All right, let's dive in here. Uh, this is the first random twin of the week officially stamped on the Score North Twin Show. Declan's got the clues here. Uh, in our old iteration of random Minnesota athletes, we've carried over the twins' standings here. Judd, you were correct with Gary Gaetti last week. Before that, Declan was correct with Henry Blanco. And that ended a four-twin winning streak for me with Brent Gates, Steve Lombardozzi, Ramon Ortiz, and Casey Blake. So, G-Man. Three guesses each. First pitch last night. There is. Yeah. Gladden dropped it. Gladden pulling that glove. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Declan's got the clues here. All right. This random twin of the week made his major league debut with the twins. Okay. In high school... This random twin of the week led his conference in 23 different offensive categories in baseball. He was a pitcher and a shortstop. It's an absurd amount of high school statistics. I mean, it's Texas, but my God, I didn't even know it was possible. Texas? Texas. Yeah, I went to high school in Texas. Hmm. Random twin of the week made two All Star games. This random twin of the week was an eleventh round draft pick. This random twin of the week has helped throw two different no-hitters. Helped, huh? Helped. Contributed. Hmm. All right. Debuted with a twin, so, but that doesn't mean he quits and oh, traded. I know this. Eric Milton. Eric Milton. Incorrect. Because I think he did debut with the Twins. I don't think he ever played for the Yankees. Great fact here. This random twin of the week and I had the same birthday. Only uh, four years apart. Really? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that until right now. This random twin of the week has won a World Series. This random twin of the week appeared in 281 games with the Twins. Hmm. He finished 56 of those games. Okay. 
we're talking about a, an era of Twins baseball here that's just uh, a lot of randos, I feel like. A lot of possibilities. But he contributed to two no-hitters. Oh. I don't want to give this next clue because it'll give it away. Debuted with the Twins. <laughs> no, this guy didn't debut with the Twins. See what do I want to go with here? This random twin of the week has played in the World Baseball Classic for Team USA. His wife is a former Dallas Cowboys cheerleader. Got that going for him. Phil might know this now. This random twin of the week, I'm going to give this clue. Has ended the Twins playoffs twice. Ryan Presley. Oh. <laughs> oh, man. I, a current I, player. A yeah, current, current player. player. Oh, wow, boy. dude. He was on the mound Tricky. last night, and I was in the press box. I was like, you know what? Tricky. I got random the Twin tomorrow. I should use <laughs> nice. Ryan Presley. Nice. Ryan Presley, man. Rule 5 pick by the Twins. Hell yeah, of a player. Hell of a player. Really good player. So Most, it'll, be, it'll be Judd's turn. So I got bold in that now. Nice. I had a, a double dip loss today for me. Two no-hitters, including yes. the World Series last year. Oh, was he part of that? Uh, mm-hmm. I had forgotten against mm-hmm. uh, Philadelphia, right? That's right. Forgot that that happened. Yeah, I was really badass, man. Really good pitcher. So, all right, that's nice uh, my seventh win on random twin of the week. Declan with four. Judd with two. So that's where the standings are. All right, boys. Mm-hmm. Now you guys got to get to... Uh, Forno and some purple access here, but thank you guys for making the Scorno Twin Show a thing again here over the last few months. We'll be back with a feedback Friday edition tomorrow and more episodes as we look ahead to the offseason next week. Thank you.